Hi, good evening. My name is Jay Rothman. I am the host of the show, and welcome to Real Men, Real Talk Live. Hi, good evening. Again, my name is Jay. I'm the host of Real Men Real Talk Lab. I'd love to welcome to the studio my co-host this evening. We have Mr. Evis Love. He, the man of the land from down under, he calls Australia home. Welcome to the studio, Ev. Thanks for having me, brothers and sisters tonight. Yes, we are. We are honored tonight to have in the studio Sue Gaskell, uh, lives in New Zealand. She, uh, We invited her in to, to this week's topic to talk about part two of what's love got to do with it to represent the feminine divine and share her perspective of being on the, we'll call it the other side. Uh, Sue Gaskell, welcome to Real Men Will Talk Live this evening. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. And I feel completely at home already. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> and of course we have Mr. Josh Richard uh, coming in from Southern California uh, this evening. Welcome to the show, Josh. Uh, so lovely to be here. We are bummed out. <clears throat> Mr. Jeff had a uh, photo gig that he had to uh, quickly dash off to uh, this morning. I believe he flew out to Austin. Yeah. And so our hearts and uh, our thoughts and prayers are with Jeff. I hope everything goes smoothly. He will be deeply missed, but we have the wonderful Sue joining us uh, tonight. So I'm excited. Well, welcome. Uh, yeah, Jeff is channel. Uh, we miss you this evening, but uh, there's always a hole when one of us is not able to make it. But as you said, Josh, tonight we have Sue Gaskell joining us. Uh, Sue and I met, I think, a couple of years ago through social media. Uh, we've both interviewed each other one-on-one. -on -one. I believe, Ev, you've even had an interview with Sue uh, back maybe 2019 or so, probably uh, shortly thereafter we had met. Uh, so... We have all met, we've spent some time together, uh, but this evening it's not about us, it's about you. You, the viewers, I'd like to take a moment here to welcome our viewers as we wait for you to jump in into the, into the show this evening. If you're joining us from Facebook and YouTube, welcome to Real Men Will Talk Live. If you should hear something that you like or love, we invite you to tap your love button on your monitor and light us up. And as well, if you have any questions or comments, please drop them down into your comment section and we will do our best to acknowledge you as well as answer as many questions as we can. We decided in our production meeting this week that what we wanted to do was uh, piggyback part, part one of what's love got to do with it and make a round two inviting Sue Gaskell into the, into the studio with us to kind of invite the feminine perspective on the topic of love and some of the areas that we want to dive into tonight and break down for you, the viewers, include what is, uh, what's sensual love? How is that different? And what's brotherly love? Where does brotherly love come into the equation? Um, how can the five love languages change your relationships, not only in a committed relationship, but also friendships, uh, how do we, how does a love language 
can how can it improve, enhance, and change your relationships? And of course, um, one that we touched on briefly last week, which we kind of got some conflicting perspectives on as it relates to love and self-love. And the question that really I want to really dive into tonight too is, is if we are not quite there yet and we are lacking self-love, do we have the ability, where are we in our relationship? How can we show up and love others in a healthy way if we have not come home to ourselves yet? So we want to dive a little deeper into that. Um, and anything else that should surface, come to the surface this evening on the podcast, uh, Real Men Will Talk Live. So, Ed, what I'd like you to do this evening is kick us off, warm us up, um, get us going, get us hot on what's love got to do with it. Oh, brothers and sisters, and uh, as always, from the bottom of our heart uh, and here in the land down under, thank you, thank you, thank you. Without you guys, uh, Real Men Will Talk Live just would not be possible And what it is today after over a year of doing shows. And each of you beautiful brothers and sisters, you know, turning up each week, showing your support and sharing it out into the community. And we're so fortunate to uh, have a special guest in Sue tonight. He's going to really bring uh, that beautiful divine feminine touch into the, the big sh topic, really, that... Uh, I think he's on this planet right now that a lot of people are talking about. You know, we dived in deep last week about love and um, I, I think there was still a lot of unanswered questions in regards to, uh, you know, that big word that we call L-O-V-E. I think there were some things that we really did get to the surface of and, and really bring up, um, really understanding, you know, uh, through programming, conditioning, old be life systems, the BS in our life, that a lot of our ideas of love may have been tainted, may have been scarred for love resonating as pain. So when we had to really dive into a couple of those conversations last week, particularly about that love equaling pain and where would that have come from, I think it gave us a, an opportunity to really dive into what we're going to be talking tonight. And I just heard you, and so, you know, I couldn't make it to the uh, uh, green room through the week in production meeting, but I just heard Jay uh, talk about the five love languages. And uh, please excuse me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was Gary Chapman uh, who'd done the book on five love languages, um, which is going to be a nice little topic that we can talk about tonight. I, I still do think so, and I know our sister Sue will bring it in even deeper than that because as we go into this new way of life, my brothers and sisters, in this fifth-dimensional way of life, we're going to start to learn that this inner journey is going to be the most vital relationship that you can really have with love until you can really be able to share that love not only out into that other person, that other beloved, but for all people, places and things around you. You know, it's you owning your love and just being love. It's not you having to do anything. I said this in a video that uh, yesterday. How can you fall in love if you already are love, my brothers and sisters? So I'm looking forward to diving in tonight with our sister and uh, two brothers. But uh, yeah, sorry, Jeff, uh, you couldn't make it here tonight, brother. We know you're here in spirit, but um, let's dive in, my brothers and sisters. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for the warm up. And Sue Gaskell, yeah, my my understanding 
Uh, since we're going to jump into all things love as we wait for more of our viewers to join us this evening from YouTube and Facebook Live, I, I, my understanding is, is a rumor has it in the streets that you yourself are in a new loving relationship. And so I am interested to, uh, for you to share with us, men here and our viewers, uh, what's different about it this time? What, what, what makes this relationship different than any of your prior relationships? And, uh, and also the other thing that struck me is that it's just so beautiful that we're never too old. We're never too old to open up our hearts. You are, I'm going to refer to you as my elder with all due respect. I've heard your videos, your live, you come live. You are very active in your community of Sue's University of Life. And on Facebook, on your YouTube channel, you come in live and you share your own experiences of having navigated through this, this journey called life. But when it comes to love, you know, like all of us, being an elder, you've got you've got some more, let's say, experience. You've got some more wisdom. What's worked and what hasn't? I am curious to know from you, Sue. Uh, what is what makes this one so different than perhaps the past ones? Ross, he is um, a retired label here, consultant, mechanical engineer. He's gone through his journey and he is his own person. He's not conceited, is real, and he knows how to listen. He listens from a wider perspective than his mind, which then wants to be right or wrong. I do the same. So we don't have hiccups in the road. We don't have humps. We have little wrinkles that we need to iron out. And that's because I wanted a relationship because I knew I wanted to share. And I wanted to share with somebody who was creating his own potential, was his own person, and wanted to share so that we could enhance each other's lives. No putting each other down. None of the silly jokes about women or men, which we do even without even realizing it. We laugh a lot. We don't laugh at jokes. We just laugh a lot. He's so the opposite of me. I'm one of 11 children. Ross has one sister who was 18, 20 years older than him. So he was like an only mm -hmm. child. And so we bring so much to the table. We don't interrupt each other. We don't put each other down. We actually care for each other. We don't try and take care of each other. And a lot of people try and take care of you as like a parent. So that puts you in a child mode. And what we're looking for authentically is adult to adult. So that's a little bit of what makes us tick. Mm. Absolutely beautiful, sister. Josh, what'd you hear there? I I feel like we just got a free pass to Sue's University of Life right now that uh, we're in the, uh, <laughs> um, so many beautiful things, Sue. I was just taking it all in. Um, yeah, just, uh, 
I think what really struck me was that listening, uh, staying present with each other, and uh, just showing up, like you said, that open, um, not from the headspace, but from a larger space. And we don't even have to define what that larger space is, but as long as we're not here, we're there. And uh, that's beautiful. That is really, really beautiful. I'm, I hope to be as lucky as you, Sue. Mm. Sue, what resonated for me was uh, when you said, we're not here to care for each other, we're here for each other. Mm. And that, that to me is a that's, a, that's a power tool statement right there because so many of us get caught up in um, this belief system that, we, that was passed down to us from our parents and our grandparents and our great-great-parents. And, you know, the, the lineage is, is very powerful. But we show up in these relationships where we think it's our responsibility as the female or as the husband or as the boyfriend to play a role. And how well do those roles work? As opposed to just dropping, cutting a chain, dropping the weight, and just being there for each other. Now, I'm going to ask you to expand upon that a little bit more. Tell us more. What does that mean? How can you be there for someone and not take care of someone? And I'm and I'm and I ask you to expand upon that because especially coming from your generation, that's what we did. That's what you did. I'm sure. And it wasn't, it didn't always turn out so well because when we, it gets slippery and sloppy when we go from loving someone to thinking that it's our responsibility to care for them, and then we get into the, you know, the label of codependent behaviors. Mm -hmm. So how can we be there for someone instead of taking care of someone? How do we, as a tool, how do we shift out? I, I'll tell you a funny, it's a funny little story and, and then answer your question. Ross and I had seen each other a few times and it was my turn to come over to his home. No other woman had lived here. It was a house which was less than a year old. And I came over not knowing if I'd stay for a few hours, stay for the day and stay for the night. We were, I was completely shy and vulnerable because when I was a kid, going to someone's house just didn't happen. There were too many of us. So I ended up staying a week. And at the end of that week, Ross found these words coming out of his mouth. He never thought he would ever say, would you consider living with me? And out of my mouth came the word, yes. What had happened in that week was that my vulnerability, I'm a very strong person. I'm a very brave person. I've had to be. Those are facades of me, the vulnerable, shy girl in me, she's actually, she was actually a teenager. He somehow w was able to pick this up. And so therefore he showed me, you know, around in his techno world, oh my goodness. And so I had to admit to myself, I felt very, very young, very little. And so I said to him, I just can only take small bites at a time. And if you start looking after me, then it's going to make the child in me depend on that. And that's mm. not 
healthy because we both know i'm 74 he's 76 one day something's going to happen to one of us we're not blind we know that and so we started off with honesty i've never lied to him he's never lied to me we we talked about all the big things we talked about finance everything so it's this honesty and then if i can say to you to finish this bit off it is to say that in each of us is a child the child's the excited or scared the child's full of guilt irrational or not and that child needs nurturing by you not by somebody else and then there's the adult that we are and then the programming since the moment we take took a breath the programming is other people teaching us how to be so that by seven we fit in and we survive our bodyguards are there to protect us we either retreat we attack or we freeze well this little girl froze a little girl and the teenager what we're ultimately looking for is to befriend your own inner child, be your own best friend, listen to what she or he needs. Because until we do that, we're never going to connect then to the adult. We're always going to bypass the adult and go to the programming of shoulds and can'ts and buts. So I've created a whole new language, unlearned the fear-based language that we were taught fear-based because it was controlling, it was shame-based, it was what people did. And I've reinvented a language without all of those words that feed the fear. And this is the take on it. You can either feed the fear or feed the love from the depth of your soul, your birthright. The one that you feed will grow. Mm. Beautiful. <laughs> mm. 100%, 100%, sister. Soak that up, boys. <laughs> so many beautiful things yeah. in there. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'll have to re-listen, you see, because I, I... Mm. <laughs> I'm certainly we, watching it again. We, we know how it works when we, you know, so we're with you. When we get in flow, we have no idea most of the time what we just said yeah. until we watch the replay. Mm. So, Sue, I want to I want to welcome you to Real Man Real Talk Live one more time. Welcome home, sister. Welcome home. Uh, there's not a whole lot of difference between you and I. There's no whole lot of difference between Ev and you or Josh and you. We all have the feminine and the masculine energy within us, and. Part of the challenge that we have is that we feel that some of us have to play the role based on what we were taught is how we're supposed to show up as male and female. At home, in a school, at work, and then in relationships. And I suspect that what you found and what we have been finding over our lifetime is that it didn't work out so well. And what didn't work out so well for me, I will share, and I've said this before, is that I I leaned heavily into the, my masculine energy, masculine divine, because that was how I protected. That was my best strategy from an ego's perspective to protect that little boy, JJ, inside. And it wasn't until I started to navigate, I started to jump into the choppy seas 
uh, so that I can discover what I needed to discover, which was the other side of myself, the other side that is soft and gentle and loving and caring and can feel feelings and can express those feelings. Um, and that gave me permission to kind of learn how to nurture myself. And what I what I didn't know is that that was that was for me was the block. That was the block that was preventing me from being at peace with who I was. And it blocked me from understanding what self-love can how it can change my life. And so I would like to ask uh, Ev to, to kind of break down from your perspective. I think Sue's already kind of acknowledged in our earlier segment here is for us to show up, to really be able to be present for others in a relationship in a healthy way, there's got to be some, some healing. There's got to be some reconnecting. There's got to be some forgiveness, something that brings us back to our, our home within. That's mm. the self-love component. Mm -hmm. What does that mean for you today, Ev? And where are you mm. in, in your own personal journey? Mm. In Beautiful. Beautiful, brother. And thanks for that, sister. It was absolutely magic. And one word that comes up through me is uh, acceptance. You know, I accepted uh, where I am today. I accepted where I'd come from. And that really allowed me, particularly in that last relationship, um, you know, um, when, when I, uh, you know, saw her walk out that door um, and I was sort of left in those, uh, you know, sort of grey storm, so to speak, and I had to really sit with myself and, you know, talk about, you're talking about that inner child and those other people within the vehicle, the me, myself and I. Um, I had to really intertwine and start to, you know, like you're saying, unlearn some of that baggage stuff mm -hmm. that would be programmed with growing up, particularly in regards to relationships. Mm -hmm. When I accepted where I was and I was able to sit with all those people in the vehicle, the inner child, the adult self, and the higher self who's now here in full-time, full flight, I had to understand what guards I had put up around me to protect me. Once I started to learn some of those protective guards, that ego, that very creation that I created myself had put up around it, then all I was able to do then is start to give the ego love. I've never tried to sever the ego. I don't believe in that at all. I believe that we have to send love down there to the ego. So when I've been able to accept and, you know, unlearn some of those programs from the past, then I was able to start rewiring my meaning, my definition, my understanding, understanding of what a relationship should look like. When you're able to clip away expectations of a relationship, and not have those expectations on the other beloved, the other thing, person, place or thing, whatever it may be that you're in love with, because there's many things that we are in love with. But let go of those expectations and just simply be in the presence of that word love. So now I know when I align to that person, place or thing through love, it is truly on the resonance of the frequency that I've been able to provide for myself. The inner child, 
the ego and the adult self or under the wings of the highest version of who I am. So that didn't you know, happen overnight. It's uh, taken a lot of work in my own time in solitude and a lot of the grounding that I do, a lot of the other tools that I provide for people all over the world, being able to come back to self and like Jay always eloquently says it, that walk home to really nurture everyone in the vehicle, everyone in the body and really be able to let go of the pains, the trauma and the suffering that the body has gone through. We have to understand, my brothers and sisters, this body has its own consciousness. And until we give it and nurture that safe space for it to say, okay, we don't have to live by the past anymore, it will keep living out the history like I always talk about. So it's been a lot of work, but um, I hope that ties in what you're talking a little bit about there, Sue. Absolutely, absolutely. And that, that marrying up and that awareness you just know things because you use we're using as i understand it we're using our intuition now our intuition like any instinct like an animal is where our bodyguards are protecting us and our intuition was taken away from us and what was put in was the programming you should do this and we learn to act in certain ways people please role to fit in Whereas in reality, that very sense of self who was perfect, there was never anything wrong with any of us, we've gone into the self-doubt of um, irrational guilt, irrational fear, inferiority, and we, we allow ourselves to follow the doubt because it's a louder voice than the, the intuition. Once you see that, and it's like, you just know, look at me, what help? you just know. And then people who are still in this programming, because that's okay, we're all at different stages, they say to me over the years, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Or things like, well, that's just your opinion. And I respond with, oh, that's okay. Because if that's how they're receiving what I'm saying, they're not ready. I let them go with love, and then I have to protect myself with a new bodyguard and create my own boundaries to keep myself. I, I do not let, I give unconditional love to everyone. I give unconditional love to myself. And now that little girl, if I go over a boundary line, she let, she's there, and I'll say to her, what's the matter? And here's a little tip for anybody. If you're not sure, ask yourself, how old do I feel in any situation? Mm. Write that down in your good hand and in your other hand, answer it. Now, because the ego and you have to focus and be conscious, you will get a better response, which will be coming from your child than from this ego that it only turns up because it needs attention to be alive. And I just mm. say, like you said, um, I just say to it, hi, have you come to support me? Is there something you want to know? And it, it goes because, mm. of course, it's there to cause mischief. 
Mm. Let me just, that's, that's such an amazing practice too. And I want to get something straight. So you write, um, how old do I feel with your dominant hand? Is that what you're saying? And then with your other hand, you answer it. So if I'm dominant writer in my right hand, you answer as the child self in your left. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. That is beautiful. It's a great little tool. I can see Good. that. Very clever. Wow. Very clever. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I, I see that, you know, that cross connection when you're using those both sides too, like you're talking mm -hmm. about this, Sue, that cross connection of the feminine and the masculine brain as well. Yeah. So being able to associate both sides, which many of us men, let's 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 face it and put it fair and square, we've been very logical. We've been very mm -hmm. systematic. We've been very wanting to be in the control mind. And when some of these things, like my past experience, I had to realize the fake illusion of control. And I was able to be uh, acceptant of being able to just let go. Just let go. And what's, what's genius about you mentioned that too, Ev, is sort of breaking those brain cycles um, is that by writing with your non-dominant hand, you're not allowing your brain's patterns to just run as normal. Oh, you're oh, having right. to actually drop in and think about it. You're, you're mm. pulling yourself into that present moment um, mm. and Powerful. running a, a different pattern. Uh, a conscious pattern that you you are aware of, not just asleep, and your subconscious is running those old stories, those old tapes. Um, mm -hmm. Super, super powerful, super mm -hmm. powerful. May I respond to that? Of course. Sure. Awesome. Because now I've forgotten what I was going to say. That's how honest I am. So I've got to get myself back to what you were saying so that I can respond to that. Mm. And, and the important thing is, there it is, it comes straight in, that's divine energy. That <laughs> of love and reasoning. And if mm. I'm not careful, I'll talk myself out of it again. So <laughs> when you're at that stage, imagine we're a computer and you put in the same information, you get the same results. Now, when you take that, that pattern that you're used to doing away and you write the question how old do i feel and you exchange that now into your program you're putting new data mm -hmm. so the computer has to say oh so that's when you can realize that the child inside and use the word and not but the child inside is trying to talk to you and now wants to connect with the adult inside mm -hmm. and not to the parent which is the old programming so the word but is a complete and absolute it, it's like shutting the door on the treasures mm. within mm. and, and mm. what struck me when you were talking to sue is that um you know i uh, all of uh sort of my my massive turnaround and my change came through really really watching my language that i used inside my head to myself, uh, woven into those stories and all of that. But I thought what, what was really beautiful um, when you were talking about this new conscious free relationship um, and unconditional relationship was that you, um, you both are very conscious about your words and dialogue with one another. And you are breaking those, um, those patterns 
or those old stories that say you should do this, you need to do that, you need to take care of them this way, you should take care of them this way. You're consciously stopping that pattern and saying, mm. I'm, I'm going to choose different words. And that choice is all the power we need in the whole world uh, mm. to create a new life for ourselves um, and generate happiness from within. And so I, I was really, really impressed that you, uh, mm. I've, I've never, I had never entertained the thought of, of really watch. Yeah. I've, I've watched those words with myself, but mm. really watching those words with my partner um, mm. and how I may wanting to interact with them. It's beautiful. Mm. Love it. I love that, Josh. You know, we're really, I'm going to take a moment here to break it down. What we're, what we're talking about right now is the love triangle. Mm-hmm. And we have a society's definition of a love tri- triangle, which is very different than what we're talking about. We, we usually think of a love triangle as between three people, mm. two outside of ourselves, mm-hmm. one within, which is us. But th- that's not what this is about. This is about the love triangle within us. As Ev, you you brought up the me, myself, and I. And what what we're discovering in this conversation right now, by the way, before I continue, uh, Sue, uh, Bob Phillips, one of our YouTube viewers, has asked if you could shift that flower so he could read or you could read out loud. What does that sign say behind the flower? Hmm. Whatever mm. you decide to do, make sure it makes you happy. Beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. Well, maybe we'll get into that in a moment. We'll break that sign down. What is that? Because there's, it's, there's more to that than, than, than what you just read. Mm. But Ooh, I yeah. think if we really break down this love triangle relationship between me, myself, and I, what I'm really hearing the three of you say, it's about having a new awareness and understanding in every given breath that we are gifted, another breath, who is showing up in each moment in our relationships within and external, with, with, uh, outside of ourselves, And it's really slowing down enough in each moment that we have more of a awareness and consciousness and mindfulness as to how old are we in that moment? How old are we feeling? Mm-hmm. And who's got the helm? Who's, who's controlling the outcome in that moment? Mm-hmm. And if it's the ego, we know what role ego has. It's for us to be able to catch ourselves and ask, ask if that's really who we want to control this outcome. And if it's our inner child, to be able to say by asking myself, how old am I feeling right now? Now, I do that. I ask that question when I'm on the trails in nature with my guests, my clients, almost every day. And most of them are willing to stop in a track. And um, they're willing to answer the question to go deep. And it's beautiful. Mm-hmm as their coach to watch how everything shifts in that moment. As soon as that person is willing to be vulnerable with me and say, you know what? I'm about eight years old right now. 
everything changes. Mm-hmm. Their shoulders drop down. Their eyes, a lot of them get teary-eyed, and they open up. Mm-hmm. Because in that moment, they have experienced something they may never have experienced before, which is maybe for the first time in their adult life, connecting with their younger self. Mm-hmm. I was gifted earlier, uh, not too long ago, I had a guest join me on a, on a trail, and uh, we, we had such an incredible three plus hours. And, you know, she's, she's a millennial and many of my guests are, which is such an amazing inspiration and hope for me to see the younger generation coming through seeking answers and seeking, a, seeking to break the relationship with what they were taught uh, to discover who they really are and who they want to be. And what was, what I loved was that she in that moment had this conflict that she brought out and she said, there's a part of me that, still just wants to be that kid. And I don't know that I want to grow up. Mm. And that was so beautiful for me Mm. to be able to hold space for her, for her to acknowledge that. Because how many of us men, I can't speak for the women, but I'm going to speak for us men in this room right now. How many of us have gone through decades of our life not realizing that we haven't, grown up. Our younger self is still making so many of our relationship our relationship decisions and choices and words spoken. And what I said to her was, here's the beautiful thing. I said, you don't have to pick one or the other. You don't have to give mm-hmm. anything up. Mm-hmm. You can honor and love, nurture and nourish, respect and protect that beautiful, innocent little girl that's still alive inside of you. And you could give her permission to come out and play every day. But at the same time, you don't have to wait for your biological mother or father to show up and take care of you anymore, or your partner. Or your partner. It's you. And when we begin to understand that this idea is real and it works, Mm. it's a game changer. But we don't even know we have an internal dialogue. We're unaware of it. We're unconsciously living. We're sleepwalking. Mm -hmm. So I want to shift gears here because I think we nailed this, this love triangle is that we don't have to go outside to find it. We have it right within. Yeah. And it's up to us to really break it down, have consciousness and awareness. But I want to shift gears here. And this just came to me, Sue. This, this, I'm going to put you on a hot seat. Because one thing I've learned about you, I've watched so many of your, your lives, um, Sue's University of Life. You have such incredible wisdom that I just admire and honor and respect. I just, I love you to death, Sue. And what I want to ask you, representing the women, what do you need from us men that we're not giving to you? What do you think women need men that they're not getting? Either as friends, friends in a relationship, relationship uh, of any kind. What do we not, what is it that you women that you think, I know I'm asking you to represent right now, I'm giving you full permission, 
based on your experience. That's it. That's how you show up. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you need from us so that we can start to to show up for for other women in our lives? Okay. We need you to listen. And listen with your heart ears and the deeper sense of soul instead of listening with your mind because you feel that you have to please us, you have to protect yourself. You, you are you're absolutely beautiful. You are absolutely beautiful. And sometimes for me... I could cry, and I don't have an issue around tears, when I see a gorgeous man, child, want to please his mum. And you take that into your relationships. So your partner, in a way, without you realising, becomes the mum that you weren't able to please. So you seek approval, or we do. It's a two-way interaction. It's the ability, if you're not sure what I've said, then ask me, what do you mean by that? That's one of your greatest assets. Just say, ah, oh, this, is, this is what I actually meant. What did you hear? Or vice versa. That is men and women. And I really don't mind. I've had to get over when people say I don't care what other people think I thought to myself well I do I really do care and then I had to remind myself yes I have a caring nature which is very deep very real because you are an individual to me when I say how are you I actually mean it I thought everybody did so then I had to come to terms with saying well I do care I'm not going down the path of, I don't care about what you think. I'm doing my own thing. I've learned about this and I'm, you know, I'm okay. I do care. So I had to say to myself, and I don't mind what you think, because whatever you think, you're going to think anyway. And that was how I was able to reconcile my caring nature, which is my second nature, with my authentic, unconditional soul energy. Mm. When I see a man who genuinely wants to please his, his partner or wife, and I, decades of stuff, it's not just, and I, I listen to my friends even saying, oh, he come home today and I came home today and he thought, oh, she'll be happy because he had made something for you to eat. Mm. And you know what the women say? Huh. He doesn't have. He doesn't. He, he doesn't know how to do it. I've told him, get out the kitchen. I can do it better. What if you make the bed and it's nothing like what I would want it like? I'm going to say I really appreciate that mm. and a lack of appreciation. So you men, I don't know which comes first. Do we put you in the position of being a child without realizing, or vice versa? It's about honouring and respecting yourself and then somebody else. If that answers, yeah. that would be good. Beautiful, sister. Beautiful. Um, my, I watch some of my, I've got, I'm privileged 
the Shoreway business, which is just one, you know, where thousands of people came to my swimming business. So they're they're my friends. Their children are my friends. They've got relationships. And some people don't like me at all, and that's okay. And what I know for sure is that women don't realise what they're doing, and men don't. So you ask me a question, and I say this to you. Listen with not just your heart. Listen at the level of unconditional love. Just know it's there. You don't even, you don't have to know it's there. And listen to what you're going to say as though you were going to receive it. Most people, when I was a kid, I used to think, why are people talking to each other's heads? Women, men do it. And it's, it's a sense of shame when I see how manipulative a lot of women are using as blackmail children or uh, withhold sex, I am a real person. And I watch them do that. And I think that's a real sad shame. Mm. Mm -hmm. How do we we break the cycle, Sue? Mm -hmm. How do we break the cycle? By what you're doing, which is asking a simple question which is a question of vulnerability and risking being vulnerable because that's the most beautiful thing you can be. Be vulnerable because we all have it. And you break the cycle by reminding yourself every time you get upset because the lady doesn't respond in the way you want or the loved one doesn't respond in the way you want, ask yourself, how old do I feel? Mm. And then ask yourself, when people say love hurts, love doesn't hurt at all. It's the feeling of rejection that hurts, the feeling of being abandoned, the feeling of not being listened to, because every single one of us wants to be believed, wants to be loved, and wants to be valued. And people are continually saying, you make me. Look at this pointy finger. Mm. Now, Go into the I statement. This is how I feel. Just be careful who you tell how you feel. Mm. And put your new soldiers in place because not everyone can be trusted with your vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Most people use it against to get money, to get Mm -hmm. status. Whereas if you know what you know, I mean, let's face it, what I know, I could, I could, I could have. I could be a millionaire, I could be anything I choose. I choose authenticity, I choose integrity, I've made mistakes, I've learned from them. And no, I don't wish Dad had done it any different because I did what I could at the time. Mm. Mm. Love that. Uh, Anika says, love doesn't hurt. What's not love hurts. Uh, I want to also acknowledge, Carolyn says, men shouldn't assume Instead, ask, what do you mean? Mm. Truly understand what we are saying. Be interested in what we are saying. Become deep with us because that is very attractive. Mm. The vulnerability brings us closer to you, always. Carolyn, Mm. thank you for sharing that. And I was going to say, go go ahead, Sue. That's, that's that's absolutely understand what that statement is. And mm. the word I want to hear, all of us, just to make that more accurate, is 
none of us ought to assume. The word should is apparent. If we could do better, we would. So what that lovely statement is saying is, what we would really appreciate is don't make an assumption because assumptions are projections of what you really want. So I buy you a really nice card, love language, with I love you on because that's really what I want. <laughs> we, we need to stop and, and, and look at our loved ones and say, what is it that really makes that person happy? Is it somebody who you come home and somebody's vacuumed and polished? That's a, an act of service. We know that. Is mm. it to hold I love you? Is it to have a written word? Find out what your loved one really, really needs. Mm. And then don't compromise yourself to give them what they need because that's, that's not healthy. Mm. So... I completely understand what that lovely lady is saying and she's trying as I am to point out and answer the question men let me go for one more thing I'm not sure what I'm going to say men if you and I we're playing we're all playing let's go back to being about five we're playing and we're out in the field and we fall in a bed of nettles now, I'm allowed to cry because I'm a girl. You three aren't because you're a man, toughen up. Now, we're taught as girls, we're not allowed to be angry. You are. And then you bring those two energies together. It's yeah. ridiculous. So your feelings, every single feeling is like an orchestra to be respected and used adequately. So if you feel angry, own the feeling. Just don't act on it be aware of it and use it to dig a garden. Just <laughs> blame other people for anything that's going off in you. Hope that makes sense. Yeah, I love that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Josh, there was something that, you were going to uh, ask of Sue? No, I wanted to go back to that statement um, because <laughs> I, I hear you, ladies, and, uh, and I hear that we need to listen. And um, in the guy's defense, or not defense, I'll just say – how I was. We'll put it in the mm. I statement, right, Sue? Um, and I know that uh, I probably share this um, with a lot of my male uh, brothers out there, was that we want nothing more than to make you feel safe and to make you feel loved and to make you feel honored. And it is in our wanting to give and wanting you to feel that protection and that um, security and that um, financial safety. And it's so funny. It's all the stuff that we worry about, right, in our, in our mind that we're trying to remove and take away for you, ladies. Mm. And we're trying to give you that safety and security. So it's in our deep wanting to love that we have missed the way that you – would prefer to be loved or prefer to be heard. And so, and another thing that really jumped out at me um, when you were speaking earlier was that, uh, and this hit me as like a, a beautiful, um, no, I mean, so many nuggets in this conversation. I get, we could just, everybody clear your schedule for the next uh, two hours. <laughs> we're, on, we're on a roll. Um, <laughs> the other thing that really stuck out to me was that if, um, and going back to what I was just talking about, um, 
if while you're talking, the word should comes up in, in my mind at all, I should make her feel this, or I should do this for her, or I should um, respond this way because that will make her feel safe or heard or, or loved or whatever. If the word should enters anything that I want to respond to what you're saying, then I am stuck in my old patterns. I am not listening to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I am in my programs. I am in that. I want you to feel safe. I want you to feel protected. I want you to feel cared for. I'm in my man's, what are we going to call these? Man, our man stories? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the reason I'm I here, I'm here. Yes, you're in your mind. The reason and I did I'm this was if, if, if you'd have brought the camera to me, um, what you said touched my heart. It touched my soul. It was so beautiful that you men would want to do that for us. And it's touching me again now. And as, as much as it's beautiful, it's also a burden for you because yeah. you're not responsible for Dude. our safety. And Dude, yeah. can, you, can you say that again, Sue? Can you, I'm gonna take that in. Can you say that one more time? Before she says that, Josh, I'm gonna invite <laughs> you to take a nice deep breath. Yeah, brother. Take a nice deep breath and open up your heart space to receive what Sue is going to repeat. When you said that. that, it touched my heart. It touched my soul. I'm going tingling from head to foot. This is spiritual. It's mm. pure love that you would want to do that for me and you have that burden which has been put on you, men, and some women do, is of great, I mean, it's there aren't any words because that is not your role. Your role is to care as lovingly as you do and to understand that that is not, it is not your role. It can be part of the role. And together, that it's such a burden for you. That's what mm. came up for me. Mm. You, you nailed it, Sue. Um, yeah. it, it's a burden that gets heavier as, as you age in a relationship. And... Um, and part of that is that when you take on that role in a relationship, it the burden is really what you're describing is it's a responsibility that you've taken on and it doesn't serve you, me, as the man, and it doesn't serve you as my partner, as my friend, as my lover, mm -hmm. as my soulmate but yet we're in it so how do we break the cycles from that how do we okay. how do we get there guys yeah it's it's completely blocking us from hearing you and experiencing what what you're trying to tell us it's this wall that wow. and yet it touches this heart just 
it's a beautiful expression of the way men love women from a place of authenticity without it being a burden. Does that mm. make sense? Mm. Because I want you to feel safe. I want you to, if I've got my arms around you, I am your safe place to fall, not to lean on somebody who's got your back, somebody who is genuinely supporting you through this journey mm. when you weren't supported. It, it's, it, it, it becomes interdependent. It's, it's like, a, look at me, I'm dancing. It's, it's like we need to hear what the other person's saying. Mm. I think, I think too, absolutely beautiful, everyone talking tonight. I think, too, also, uh, even just from my personal experience, is that, that feminine energy being able to communicate mm. that desire or that need from yeah. what a, a masculine wants. Because I found from uh, past experiences that the, the feminine was unable to actually speak or express that communication with me. How often as guys do we express what we need? Or, or, or I'm going to actually back that up. <laughs> do we even know what we need? Are we just do, living our entire lives up here and in our stories and in the, those man stories? Have we taken the time to even discover what it is that we need? Hmm. Let alone, <laughs> let alone communicate that. That's that's a brilliant question, Josh. That's that's why I asked Sue, what do what do women need from us? We gotta start somewhere. We gotta if we're not asking the questions, then we're not gonna get the answers. Okay, we said we'd the, be on the it. quality of our lives is in the quality of the questions we ask ourselves. There you go. I Yes, and I can only speak from my own experience, plus listening to a lot of people. I want you to be my man. I want you to be someone who knows how to take control when necessary, not to be controlling. Huge difference. I want to see that I can rely on you. And if you say, right, this is what we're going to do, I don't even have to question it because I trust you, there's an integrity in the way you don't demand my attention, you command it by the way you are. There's a huge, huge difference. Um, when my little girl inside of me is hurting, I want you to hold me. And then another time, and I won't be rude, the lover in you, I want you to be my lover. And now we're going into sensuality, sexuality, intimacy. Oh, my goodness. It, it's, it's never ending. And if one person comes to the relationship and wants to have good old intimacy, sex, and the other one just wants a hug, we've got a problem. You, mm. you, you have to know what you need, going back to the comment, Josh, because at that moment, do you need sex? Do you need a hug? Are you hungry? What is it? Do you just want to say, I, I just want you to hold me? You could have a demandingly highly sexed woman who always wants sex. Hey, you know, there's so many different, so many different slants. Is this making sense, guys? I'm of course. <laughs> These are all the deep and, uh, unanswered questions from last week, Sue, so we really appreciate your sister. Oh, that's and you, 
You just dropped another whopper. Wow, tonight's awesome. Um, I'm a, I'm a, my mind's okay. So you said you want. Um, how do how do I say this? Say it. Say Yeah. No, I'm just having trouble uh, clarifying it to speak it for a second. Um, in that, sometimes I would say that men miss. Uh, how would I how would I put this? We feel like the act of of sex and taking charge there is us needing to feel in our in our power. Okay. Um, oh man, I just lost it. I had it. If we keep working this, I'll find it again. But uh, it'll come back and let it go. Let's see, exactly right. You know, Josh, Josh, I'm going to take a moment here and I'm going to just, I'm going to share with you what I, what I've learned is that we end up in these roles, in these relationships and we, be, we, we think our role, like you described of the man role, that's to take care of his little girl. And then we have the woman showing up and she's playing mommy and she's becoming controlling. And we have two adults that think it's their burden or their responsibility in a loving way to parent their partner. And I can tell you, I don't think any of us really want that. That is not going to ever have a happy ending. We had our mothers, we had our fathers. We had our caretakers. Yeah. And it's the, the sooner that we understand this is the, as a universal truth, I don't care if you're coming in from Australia, New Zealand, or the United States. We didn't sign up for a lifetime of being mothered or being fathered to death. We spend most of our adult years learning how to set healthy boundaries with our biological parents or the parents that raised us. We don't need to bring on another one, another mom, another dad. I'm going to bring it right back to what I've said from day one, episode number 62. It's time for us as men to show up and grow up. That means that it's time for us to learn how to take care of ourselves and not wait for our, our partner to take care of us, to become a helicopter partner, helicopter mom. And it's time for us to, to let go of that burden that we think that's how we need to express love. Now, if we start dating and we don't even know what their love language is, maybe that's where we start. I didn't even know that concept existed. I had no idea what my wife's love language was. And I was married to her for 30 years. But I tell you what, I know what Mary's love languages are today. And we know that they've they've shifted, they've changed. What were they were six years ago are different today. And we go back and revisit with them. Why do we do that? We do that because I want to make sure that I'm meeting her in her love language, but top two. And give her the opportunity to meet me at my love language so that our needs in a relationship are met. 
And then none of those love languages have to do with taking care of anyone else. Even acts of service, which is one of the love languages, doesn't mean that I'm taking care of you, is that I'm showing up and, and, and providing, doing things, not because I feel obligated to do them, because in a moment I want to do them. Sue, what do you make it of, of, of the love languages? How has it affected okay. your life? The, I, I put my, my hand up because I'm aware of the time and I have 10 minutes. So okay. I, 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 I'm, I, I had to alert you to that. Thank you. What I, <laughs> what, what I and, and, and I'm, I, look, I, I forget the word love. This is phenomenal. There's no other word for me in this. You wake up in the morning and you say to yourself, today is going to be a great day. You get out of bed, you open the curtains and it's raining. Oh, another rainy day. No, 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 no. So all of that nonsense has to stop. When we're talking about love language, I, when I wake up, I am making love to the person in my life by what I do, by what I say. It's a dance of life. It never stops. It's absolutely, if, if people don't know of it, it's not because it isn't there. It's just that they haven't found it. So you have to go inside. You have to find out what your needs are. And if you know you need and want, I don't know how to put it either, Josh, a good old two minute. <laughs> two minutes? Come on, sir. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> if you want a good two minutes and that's it you have to know that's what you need you know what we can do and then it can be a slow rhythm and dance those are needs they're part of us and you the dance of life is that you get on the same page and you know and you let each other know and there aren't any words though it just is when you know what you know so yeah. which, is, which is which is interesting too sister and, and you know you're bringing up those five love languages one language that it missed out for me and i think that that needs to be updated because as we go into these new way of what we're talking about here tonight with these new connections we'll be making in the future what about that love language of intuition of imagination of body language i didn't yeah. see that language in there I've and you're talking that. about there should be just a knowing. We are energetic light beings. To me, that is the sexiest love language, energy. Yeah. That's it, full stop. It, it just is. I don't know how else to explain mm -hmm. it. It just is. Mm -hmm. And the waltz, somebody's put it, so waltz, it, it is. It's like and you learn to love yourself. Dance with yourself. Dance like nobody's looking. I mm. do it all the time. I, I have for a long time. I didn't know how I deprived myself of my own energy. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Love that. So since you have limited time and we are over the hour tonight, <laughs> what I'd like to do is I'd like you to experience the last segment of the show, which is all about magical and musical chairs. So how it works is I put someone up into my uh, position in the upper left corner, and that means that it's your turn to answer a question that I'm going to propose to you. You'll have two minutes to answer it. I'll pull you pull you in a solo. When I drop you back in into the, the full frame, that, that's your signal to wrap it up. 
And then uh, if you have to drop off early, uh, please, please do so. Uh, but before you, before you do drop, I just want to say this to you. It has been an absolute honor uh, for you to accept our invitation to be here tonight. Um, mm. I just have such respect for you. I, I have such mm-hmm. honor and um, I don't know how to say it other than you're such a beautiful woman. And I, I love how you share tough love and wisdom coming from your heart space and coming from your life experiences. And, you know, you bring hope to your generation in my eyes for people that are in their seventies and even older, it's, it's never too late to come home. It's never too late. All it takes is you saying, I'm ready, saying it's time saying I'm done with the fight. I don't want to live in ego anymore. Drop the ego from controlling the 10 and 2 position on a steering wheel. Let it go. Open up. And so here's here's your question, Sue. Um, Do you believe romantic love is sustainable? Absolutely. 100%. Do not take anything for granted imagine it's the first time and you're trying to impress somebody impress yourself do not take for granted somebody that loves so much and enough themselves and others don't take it for granted when we go out in the car ross drives i get home and i say thank you i appreciate and i do so don't take anything for granted and and I want to say, because I do have to go, it's been an absolute pleasure. And we have made such a connection ongoing individually as a group. I'm sure it won't be the last time and appreciate every single one of you. Mm. And bye-bye for now. Oh, thanks, sister. Back at you, Sue. Much love. We'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you, Sue. Please, sister. Bye-bye. Wow. Wow. What a show. That flew by. (laughs) When she said she had to go, I looked at my watch, and I was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, take a nice deep breath. Um, Mm. She's a powerhouse. Uh, Sue Gaskell is something else. I, Whenever I, I have the opportunity to pick her up, if I'm not available, I'll pick her up on a replay. But she she does a lot of her lives from a rocking chair. And she mm. drops truth bombs all the time. She talks about the same kind of topics that we do. And she just, she just talks sometimes for five minutes, for 13 minutes, sometimes for an hour. Uh, it just depends on her schedule. But she, uh, she always shows up. And... Uh, She's got such she's got such a beautiful heart today, and I don't know all of her story, but I know that she she's gone through hell and back in her life, like we all have. We've all we've all had you know we've all lived in a dark night of the soul. We've also had some beautiful breakthroughs, and she's got such a beautiful story uh, to share, and she continues to share it and enlighten uh, those that are our elders and those that are younger, and so. Um, 
Josh, I want to kind of put you in a hot seat right now. <laughs> I'm going to ask you, do you have any idea of what your love language is? Mm -hmm. And are I you willing to it. Yeah. What, what's your yeah. love language and why do you think it is your love language? Your top one. Well, let's say the top and two. And, and why? Um, the top two are uh, touch and words of affirmation, for sure. And mm. uh, it's funny. If you don't know what yours are, uh, clearly the, the book will tell you. But uh, what we can do is take note on how we show love to our partner. Because, of course, we think that everybody's like us, right? We're only in our heads. We can't experience somebody else's life. So we think that they want to experience love the same way that we want it. And that also is what keeps us unaware uh, of our partner's needs uh, for so mm -hmm. long. I was in a, I was in an eight and a half year and I was bliss, well, not blissfully, painfully unaware of the uh, love languages. And so I was loving her as I wanted to be loved through, you know, touch and telling her, you know, how proud of I, uh, how proud I was of her when she, you know, get over fears or do things like that and express all of these things to her. And I was doing that stuff till I was blue in the face and it was falling on deaf ears um, because that wasn't her love language. So Jay, I mean, you're absolutely right. If we don't know, then we can go forever in this cycle of loving the, our partner the way that we want to be loved and totally missing how they want to be loved. Uh, so, again, so again, Josh, it comes back to what we, what we connected on earlier, which is about, is about having awareness. It's about slowing down Enough to really explore, go on an adventure with your 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 partner, go on an adventure with your even your friends. Mm. You no, know, we don't even have to be in a committed relationship other than a friendship. How many look look, Josh, do you have any idea what your friends' love languages are? I, I could probably, yeah. My best guy <laughs> friends, I think I could pick them out. At least the top one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, my buddy, my buddy Shane is like me. He's a words of affirmation guy, and because like mm. when I express that stuff, he's like, "Wow, man, thanks, I appreciate that." Mm. You know, I can see his genuineness when he when he says thank you, like that that it's landing on him in a different way. Um, my wow. best, my, my good buddy Garrett, he's quality time. Because mm. when we we'll go out and we'll build stuff together, and like he loves that, that makes him happy. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that's funny. That's I've never amazing, been asked. That's amazing because you know what? I I've got some of my a couple of my friends. I I've got two and a half decades going on three decades now, and honestly, hmm. I don't know what their love language is. Mm. How sad is that? But yet we're friends, you know? Mm. Mm -hmm. How can we show up, truly show up, and take all of our relationships to a much deeper, profound level, mm. Mm. even between a mother and daughter, or a mother and son, or siblings, when we don't really understand what their needs are to be in a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. 
I want to I want to dare each one of you guys. Yeah, Robert Brooker says it is not said. It is an opportunity. Thank you for reframing that. Uh, I want to dare each of our viewers tonight. If you don't know what the love languages are, and if you can't afford to buy the book, then don't worry about buying the book. Just Google it, and you'll pick up the five love languages, and you can read a paragraph of each one, and invite someone you care about, someone that you trust, Mm. that you feel safe with right now to do an exchange, read the, the love languages with them, one paragraph of each that explains what it is. And in each one of you write down in order of priority, your top down to number five, your lowest love language, and then exchange that with your friend. And then ask them, when I say friend, a friend or relative, it doesn't matter. Um, ask them, are they willing to commit to trying to meet you more in your love language space and you to commit to meet them. And then send us a note, drop us a note in the Real Men Real Talk Live community. Let us know how this challenge is working for you tonight. Mm. Let us know how it changes your relationship. Mm. I guarantee you if you're committed to it and you do it, it's going to change your relationship. It's going to take it to the next level. Most of us are in relationships. I admit it right here, right now. I have no idea what my, let's say my, my friendships that are the oldest of them all. I don't know their love languages. Mm. Mm. So Josh, your love language is touch and your second one was words of affirmation? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank what you for sharing. Now, now I want to. I want to know you. <laughs> well, now that I know that, you know, Josh, uh, we're going to see each other this Sunday. We're going to get together. I'm, oh, I'm traveling beautiful. this weekend for a family um, yes event tomorrow. But Sunday, Josh and I, we're going to spend some time together. And I'm going to make sure that I uh, that I meet you in your love space. And mm, I, can't, uh, I can't wait for a big hug, Jay. There you go. There you go. So we have a date. I'm looking yes. forward to it. So uh, I'll get to my love language. Uh, I think you asked me what my love languages were, and they've they've they, they sometimes they shift, they change a bit. Um, what do you think they are, Josh? Mary's asked. You know, Jay, I love that you do this, Jay. You are not a phone call guy. You love to connect. And anytime that like we'll text back and forth and Jay's like, yeah, do you have a second to chat? What he means is, and Jay will pop up on my phone as a video chat and mm. uh, on, on FaceTime. And I love that that's, so I would say, what does that fall under? Is that quality time? For me it is, yeah. yeah? Well, I think it is, what do, you th- Ev, what do you think that is? It's quality time. It's quality time, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. And then yeah. your hike, your hiking heels are so and, important to you and the mm. connection with the people you're hiking with. I'd say your top is quality. Yeah, Jeff? My, my language or Jay's? Oh, well, I'm, I'm riffing on Jay's. You still on me. Yeah. What about oh, you? Can we just keep it on me for a moment here? Can I just have one minute? I thought we are going one each. Yeah, yeah. have all of them because I think we're all a bit of all of them. But I think yeah, definitely yeah. in there. I think in there also, Jay. Your your acts of service are just beautiful, my brother. Yeah, you know, you're such a beautiful man of service on this planet, and that's yeah. what I've always felt from you, my brother. 
Well, from my perspective, they are um, quality time and words of affirmation. Mm. And um, the, and if you really if you really want to go deep and uh, what your love language is and what they mean to you in your life, if you want to go deeper than just the surface level, which I love to do, is then to go ask the question, why do you think it is? Mm. So for me, words of affirmation, I, I believe is that I didn't get enough of it. I didn't hear enough of those positive words of affirmation in my younger years. Mm. So I was kind of mm. running on empty. Yeah. Now, wow. I remember even, even in my marriage, I thought that um, I would do an act of service and not knowing that's what it was because I didn't, had no clue what the love languages were. But I'd always then announce to my wife what I had just completed. Why? Mm. Because I wanted her to give me the words of affirmation. Affirmation, 100%. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow, I did that too. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's what I mean. I, I think they're in a, all of them are in a bit of a, a sore. Those, those particular yeah. five languages anyway. I'm trying, so to, I'm he, trying to peg you, Ev, now. I'm like... Right. All right. I think I dropped it a little bit earlier. If if I had to update that five languages of love, what do you reckon one of those languages would be from me, my brother? Deep. Going deep. Hey, what do you got? <laughs> I'm gonna put I'm gonna put you in the hot seat first. <laughs> you you got to um, call out Jay. You asking me what I think your love language, your top uh, love I, languages? I'm, I'm asking Josh first, but yeah, okay. I, think gonna, <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think he's going to stall. So you go, Jack. Man, that's such an amazing. You know, it's amazing. We, the four of us men, we spend hours together every week. We are together on average mm -hmm. uh, almost four hours, an hour and a half on a show, an hour and a half in a production meeting get together. Um, this is the most guy time I spend in my week for sure. Yeah, it's beautiful. Carrie, yep. Carrie gave me gave me an, her perspective <laughs> is definitely quality time. Um, I I'd, I'd probably say I'd probably say that I would agree with Carrie. I think it's quality time is either one or two. Mm. Now beyond that, I I, I don't know. I, I you receive. Um, love for me in a very, very, very loving way. So words of affirmation, it could be, but acts of service, you always show up and do some mm -hmm. snippets, and do mm -hmm. some editing. So yeah. I don't, I could, you know what? I could just say, I don't know. And I'm at peace with that. And, and it's yeah. an opportunity. What's that? And I'm at peace with that too, my brother. Yeah. And I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go with quality oh, time too, because Ev, Ev, you have a beautiful relationship with nature. Both of you guys do. And so I would say that, I mean, your expression of love to mother nature and, and the earth and, and you being out there and being physical and having that dance with her, I would say quality time for sure. Now that I think about it, because that's, it, you, you're in, I mean, and in your culture too, you have a deep mm -hmm. relationship with mm. and love with mother nature and the earth. Mm. So uh, I, I see that I see that in your in your walkabouts. 
Yeah, 100%, my brother. So what is it? <laughs> well, as, as our sister says, let's go in deep. Let's go in deep. deep. <laughs> when, I, when I first looked through those five love languages, and I wish we could put them up, and to me they're yeah. all physical. They're all quite physical. They're acts of the physical nature. You know, when I go in deep, I'm always talking about the metaphysical. So one thing that was really slashed for me as a child, which was slashed from a lot of us, it was the imagination. That is one of my love languages without a doubt. The image, when you close your eyes, that act of actually closing your eyes and going into that darkness to imagine what you want to see in that physical world. Even when I imagine out in nature, I close my eyes out there with her. I imagine some things and then, honestly, my brothers and sisters, you will find some crazy things that actually come into real time into the physical. And, um, you know, that, that, that big thing for me when we start really going into that inner journey and start unlocking and tapping back into some of these things like the imagination, like the instincts, like the intuition, what has really helped me is that I've been able to now align to those connections that I always desired. But um, I, I guess, you know, uh, going off those uh, languages that we're talking about here tonight, you know, def definitely love that quality time. And like you said, Brother Josh, man, quality time out in nature is definitely something special for me and Jay. Um, it, it, I just want to sort of wrap up too, like uh, – Sharing uh, Sue's perspective tonight was just absolutely beautiful. Um, one thing that really touched on me um, from what she'd spoken about was that, 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 that stillness and that silence of listening. Yeah. You know, I talked about a workshop I did last week and um, in my culture, one of the languages um, that's up in the, the northern end is called Wiradjuri. And one of the beautiful words that I used for that workshop was dadiri. Now, dadiri comes from a Wiradjuri language, which actually means a deep, still listening and still awareness while waiting. Yeah. A deep, still listening and awareness while waiting. Now, those mob, those families, those people up on the top northern end from that Wiradjuri language they believe that we all have that inner spring within each and all of us. That is that inner world, that inner spring that flows through each and all of us, that connects us not only to earth, universe, but also to each other. So through this beautiful expression of this deity that I was able to perform, there was a great little example, and you know, when I was performing the Dadidi, it was a quick 10-minute Dadidi, and I went up to one lady and I said to that lady, I said, um, you know, why why are your eyes open? Is everything okay? And she said to me, I just feel like I should be doing something. I said, Okay, that's okay. I said, but how about today you just be? So when we are able to just be in that stillness, in that I am presence, 
I'm really finding that we're able to really get in touch to this deeper essence and this inner knowing of what love is. Brothers and sisters, it's not looking for love. It's returning back to love. So on that note, my brothers and sisters, that'd be definitely a sum up of tonight's show for me, but also a couple of those love languages that really I've been able to align to within my life. Beautiful. Beautiful. Love that, Ev. Um, Thank you for uh, closing us out with those thoughts. What a beautiful show tonight. Uh, Magic show. Yeah. So here's my closing thoughts. First, again, I want to acknowledge Sue Gaskell for joining us this evening on part two of What's Love Got to Do With It? Uh, Going into a little bit about sensual love, uh, the love triangle, um, learning how to love others in a healthy way, and is it possible to love if we haven't come home to love ourselves first? I want to invite our viewers again. Um, if you know what your love language is, drop it down in the comments here right now. And if you don't know, you can acknowledge that and say, I don't know, but I want to learn. I want to know who I am. You know, we say we love others. And we say we, some of us say we love ourselves, but we have no idea what is our, what is, what are our needs? What is the language that we need to hear or receive to really be at peace? And so uh, I've had just a beautiful time this evening. I've enjoyed our time. We missed you, Jeff Fasano. Uh, We'll see you back here next week on Real Men, Real Talk Live. I'm going to end by saying um, love is a birthright. It's a birthright. And somehow, some way, some of us had it taken from us. Some of us had it pulled out from under us. But it's possible to come back. It's possible to experience healthy love. But I invite you to stop chasing it, seeking it outside of yourself. Because when we do that, we're relying, depending on someone else, to give us something that they may not, how to, may not know how to give it to us, when to give it to us, and why to give it to us. That's our responsibility. That's for us to come home. It's for us to learn who we are, what we need, and how we can love ourselves so that we can show up and be the loving person that we were born to be. It's our birthright. But it's our responsibility to come home, to come home to ourselves, and experience what true, the true essence of love can be. It's just being. It's being at peace. And with that, I do love you guys. I, I have a... Too, understanding tonight of what the <laughs> languages are. I want to take a moment here to thank our viewers, YouTube, Facebook, if you're coming in live, if you pick us up on replay, you're right on time. Um, love to hear more about. we got Nancy Nance coming in from Canada. She says quality time. Tracy Smith says 
touch, words of affirmation, and quality time. I presume it's in those in that order. Mm. Shannon Johnson says touch and quality time. Nice, everybody. Anton Ann says touch. Wow. So much love, so much love. Magic. And with that, the first step for me um, was all about self-care. So I invite all of our viewers to take this weekend to do some self-care, uh, do some loving acts of service for yourself, get out in nature, um, turn off the TV, open up a book, listen to a podcast, go to YouTube, follow us on YouTube, and watch a replay from the playlist. And with that, we will catch you guys next time, next week, same time, 6 p.m. on the West Coast. And there we are. All we need is love. And with that, peace out. Love you guys. <laughs>